0: old and new. A couple weeks ago I was happy to find for a dollar a very early Roger Kellaway LP from 1965 on Prestige Records just called the Roger Kellaway Trio. I've been familiar with that name for a while associating him with Bobby Darren, as he was Darren's musical director and arranged the music for one of my favorite Bobby Darren albums where he sang songs from Dr. Doolittle. Roger Kellaway has also scored works for Chamber Orchestra as well as jazz orchestras, and he's well-respected as a composer, as well as a jazz pianist. He is still alive and active at age 78, touring around a work entitled Many Moods of McCartney, a 28-minute piece for two pianos, bass, and drums, a jazz exploration of ten songs by Sir Paul McCartney. So it fits that I should play the one Paul McCartney tune that he interprets on this particular album. From 1965, Roger Kelleway Trio with I'll follow the sun. Roger Calloway with Dave Bailey on drums and Russell George on bass. Many years ago, I discovered a jazz singer named Betty Carter and had the pleasure of seeing her perform live at Jazz City in Edmonton. It was a mesmerizing performance, and I thought then that she was very technical, but not somebody I would normally be going out of my way to listen to. I've since changed my mind, and my memory hearing some of those notes she sang during that concert still haunts me. I ended up buying her first release from the mid-1950s, before she had fully developed her unusual style. And more recently, I discovered Jasmia Horn, very much an up-and-coming jazz singer, who's becoming quite popular on the downbeat jazz polls, both with critics and the public. I listen to her, and I think of Betty Carter Reincarnated. In fact, the latest Jasmia Horn album from 2017 has the same title as Betty Carter's very early album from 1956, Social Call. I'm going to play the title track from each, first Betty Carter, then Jasmia Horn, 61 years later.
1: to pass your doorway gave you a buzz that's all lately i thought lots about you so i thought i'd pay a social call. do you recall the old days we used to have a ball not that I'm lonesome without you I just thought I'd pay a social card I'd lie and say things I just swear But to tell the truth I haven't been too well And if you should try to kiss me I promise I won't stop, maybe we'll get back together starting from this incidental, elemental, simple, social call. But to tell the truth, I haven't been too well. And if you should try to kiss me, I promise I won't stone. Maybe we'll get back together, starting from the simplest little elementary
2: To pass your doorway gave you a buzz that's all lately I've thought lots about us so I thought I'd pay a social call do you recall the old days we used to have a ball not there were nothing without them I just thought I'd pay a social call I'd lie and say things are just swear. but to tell the truth we haven't been too well And if we should try to love We, we know that we won't fall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental a simple social call Happy to pass your doorway Gave you a voice that saw Lately I thought lies about us I thought I'd pay a social call Do you really? call the old days we used to have a ball not that we're nothing without them. i just thought i'd pay a social call i'd lie and say things are just swell but to tell the truth tell the truth we haven't been too well and if we should try to love we we know that we won't fall Starting from this intent until I simple social call. Together so
0: Ja me horn with Victor Gold on piano, Ben Williams on bass, and Jerome Jennings drums before that, Biddy Carter with the same tune a couple weeks ago on episode twenty eight where Peterborough saxophonist Al Bags and I talked about the classical jazz cross-pollination. A friend of mine, a classical and jazz musician in B.C., Linda Nessel-Treen, responded to my promotion of this program by saying, Of course you'll include something by the Modern Jazz Quartet. Unfortunately, we didn't, so I'll rectify that now. We spoke a bit about what has been called Third Stream Jazz the influences of classical music are very evident. And John Lewis, for the Modern Jazz Quartet, wrote a number of compositions that had that specific cross-pollination. In 1960, he even put out an album which combined the Modern Jazz Quartet with a Jimmy Giuffre trio, and he called it Third Stream Music. Here's the first track from that album, written by John Lewis. It features a quartet of John Lewis on piano, Milt Jackson vibes, Percy Heath on bass, Connie Kay on drums, and the trio, which is Jimmy Jewfrey on clarinet, Jim Hall on guitar, and Ralph Penna on bass, decapo. <music> the modern jazz quartet. I'm going to play some Phil Woods now, but it's probably different from anything you've ever heard from this master alto saxophonist. Phil Woods was for many years intrigued by the stories and verses of A. A. Milne, the Winnie the Pooh author. In nineteen sixty one he began working on setting those verses to music and first performed them privately in nineteen sixty seven, but He was blocked by the Disney Corporation, who owned the copyright from performing them publicly. Finally, in 2007, all the barriers were lifted and his children's suite saw the light of day. Here is In the Dark and the End, with narration by Peter Dennis and vocals by Vicky Doney and Bob Dora. Phil Woods.
3: I've had my supper, and had my supper, and had my supper and all. I've heard the story of Cinderella and how she went to the ball. I've cleaned my teeth and I've said my prayers and I've cleaned and said them right. And they've all of them been and kissed me lots. They've all of them said, good night. So here I am in the dark alone. There's nobody here to see. I think to myself, I play to myself and nobody knows what I say to myself. Here I am in the dark alone. What is it going to be? I can think whatever I like to think. I can play whatever I like to play. I can laugh whatever I like to laugh. There's nobody here but me. I'm talking to a rabbit. I'm talking to the sun. I think I am a hundred. I'm one. I'm lying in a forest. I'm lying in a cave I'm talking to a dragon I'm brave I'm lying on my left side I'm lying on my right I'll play a lot tomorrow I'll think a lot tomorrow I'll laugh a lot tomorrow Hey ho Good night
2: Where? Well. I was one. I had just. Job-
0: Phil Woods from his Children's Suite. I attended a free clinic recently sponsored by Long and McQuaid with jazz trumpeter Chase Sanborn, where he spoke about what he calls jazz tactics, focusing on improvisation. But interestingly, he emphasized the importance of knowing the simple melody, and to him, there is something even more basic than the melody that I think he surprised people with when he emphasized its importance listen to what he had to say. You want
4: to learn a tune? What, what's the very first thing you do? You want to learn a tune? What do you think? Even before listening to it? How would you sing it if you don't know it? second. I, I, here's a tune I would hear. The first thing you do is you, go, is you Google uh, never let me go lyrics. Never let me go love me much too much. If you let me go life would lose its touch. Where would I be without you? there's no place for me without you never let me go I'd be so lost if you went away there'd be a thousand hours in a day without you I know because of one caress my world was overturned from the very start all my bridges burned by my flaming heart you wouldn't leave me would you you couldn't hurt me could you never let me go never let me go so there's the words for that too that's the first thing I want to learn is the words then I want to find the melody notes that fit those words there's a syllable for every one of those words and there's no more and there's no less and there's a syllable that was created by the composer of that tune. Well, the, lyric, well, so the composer is Jay Livingston. The, compo- the, the lyricist on that one is, is Ray Evans, I think. Um, but the composer, there's a, there's, and so you want to know that and, <coughs> and understand that those melodies, the way to compose, are probably the best thing you ever play on a given set of chord changes. Better anything, you'll improvise. And you don't need lots of other fancy notes, fancy rhythms, lots of other notes to make a great melody. So words matter. Words matter. Um, if you're a lyricist or a singer, it's obvious. It's part of your toolkit. But does it matter for an instrumentalist? Yes, it does, because it's going to impact the way you learn the melody. I see it over and over and over in my e- enclave when class. I, when I come to test them on tunes, that's the first thing they have to do. They have to either recite or sing the lyrics before they play it. And if they are faulty on the lyrics, guaranteed they're faulty on the melody. It always goes together. So if you learn the lyrics and with the melody, you learn the melody as it's composed. That's the tune. That's the thing that's copyrighted. You don't copyright the chord changes. You copyright the melody. That's what you improvise on. That's what you're interpreting. So you want to be a, you want to be a melody player. So learn tunes, learn the lyrics.
0: That being said, I'm going to play Chase Sanborn, who you just heard, and Toronto pianist Mark Eisenman playing a lovely George Gershwin tune. But first, I'll play a vocal version by one of my all-time favorite singers, the late great. Eugene McDaniels, accompanied by Mike Melvoin on piano. Two versions in a row of Embraceable You. Trumpeter Chase Sanborn and pianist Mark Eisenman, both from Toronto. And that's Embraceable You before the same tune by Eugene McDaniels. Last month we lost a jazz great, classically trained free jazz pianist Cecil Taylor. Ben Radcliffe in the New York Times described his dazzling physicality and the percussiveness of his playing, his deep, serene Ellingtonian chords and hummingbird attacks above middle C, unquote. Here is a track from his Silent Tongues album, Live at Montreux Jazz Festival, 1974, The Solo Piano of Cecil Taylor, and Chitney No. 2. Cecil Taylor. Now here's some very different solo piano. The composer of Stardust, Hoagy Carmichael, playing his composition. Bogey Carmichael playing his own composition of Stardust. I went to Moondance Music a few days ago, a store that has been in existence in Peterborough for 46 years and is now Canada's oldest record store. Because the store was to close down the end of April, I was especially determined to find at least one CD to purchase, and it needed to be jazz since I wanted to play something from it on this program. Well, the one that I chose was the late Canadian Vibes player, Peter Appleyard and the Jazz Giants, The Lost Sessions from 1974. On it are some of the greatest jazz musicians from the Benny Goodman Carnegie Hall concert, who came to Toronto the next evening to play with Peter Appleyard at the Ontario Place Forum in Toronto with the addition of drummer Mel Lewis. They then went to the studio A last-minute decision, apparently, to record some of the tracks, and this album is the result. The players are Peter Appleyard on vibes, Hank Jones on piano, Zoot Sims on tenor sax, Irby Green trombone, Bobby Hackett on cornet, and Slam Stewart on bass. Slam Stewart was also a great scat singer, a unique type of scat that he would do humming and verbalizing the bass lines that he was playing just an octave higher. On this tune I'm going to play you can hear him near the end doing that as well as great solos by all the musicians. Here is Peter Appleyard and the Jazz Giants from 1974 with After You've Gone. Apple Appleyard and the Jazz Giants, After You've Gone, recorded in Toronto in 1974. This program is called Discovering Jazz because it involves me making discoveries in jazz and hopefully taking you, the listener, with me as I make these discoveries. Now, I realize that my own appreciation and knowledge credentials are suspect, to say the least, and I often struggle to truly appreciate many of the jazz greats who end up being idolized by so many people who I know they know so much more than I do about jazz. Now, one of those has always been John Coltrane, who I confess I struggled to really get, but I recently heard a recording of a live performance of him that most people never knew existed until somebody in the Library of Congress stumbled across it in 2005. It's a recording of the Thelonious Monk Quartet with John Coltrane at Carnegie Hall, This track in particular, one of his tunes I'm quite familiar with that blew me away the most, it's Blue Monk. It's from a recording from 1957 with Ahmed Abdul-Malik on bass and Shadow Wilson on drums, and of course Thelonious Monk, the composer, on piano, and John Coltrane on tenor sax. We'll close off the program with it. This is Larry Sademan saying bye for now.